The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Yep, love that voice. That means it is time for another week of Nebraska Preps postgame, which means I get my guy... Jacob Padilla. I've pulled him into a lot of things now. It's more than just business. I, I would actually say we converse quite a bit about things, and eventually we'll broaden our horizons and not talk about things that have to do with high school sports. Maybe I'll just check on you periodically throughout the day, make sure everything's good. You know, hey, do you need anything? Can I, can I bring you breakfast? You know, as Britt Musburger would say, how about a beer? Even though you know, I know you don't drink, so you'll answer no. But I could offer you a Gator Light, which I brought. Do you like these? Do you think this would be? Is this a good investment? I, I've tried that. Um, it, it was fine. I mean, it's I a did. little salty, right? It's yeah. like Pedialyte on steroids, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> right, a little strawberry kiwi flavor. Yeah, but this has kind of become my flavor. I like the kiwi strawberry and I like the orange. So uh, this is not Damon Benning for not drinking Gator Light because they are not paying me. So therefore, you never heard one of these things <laughs> ever come out of my mouth on this on this show. How are you, man? Good. We're off to a great start here. Just kind of all over the place. You know what, though? Here's the thing. We work pretty hard, so sometimes you just want to have a little normal fun. We're in mid-May. There's not a whole lot right? going on right now. We're, we're, not, we're not stressed. At least I'm not anymore. Um, so, you know, I, and I like catching up at this point during the week because it gives me a chance to talk to a little bit of a basketball savant. Uh, I almost said peer, but... I'm certainly not a savant, so I don't know. I'm just going to go with savant and leave Pierre out of it. <laughs> <laughs> How was the week, man? You had to coach. Your juggling's your schedule. I felt bad for you going in, but then I talked to the scheduling committee, all one of her, and <laughs> – Boy, their hands were tied, man. Like, yeah. I knew we were walking out of the parking lot last week, and I was kind of talking to you about the weekend, and there was some maneuvering they had to do. Yeah, well, and I, I, no, we had two games in three hours on Friday night to start the week, and then just one apiece on Saturday and Sunday. So that's not, not my favorite schedule in the world, uh, but I know teams had dropped out, and she had to reschedule things on the fly, and um, we got through it. Uh, and we're talking about the Midwest Championship uh, circuit in Omaha, and it's uh, and are you still calling it a circuit? Yeah, um, <laughs> it it was basically an MAYB tournament. They're still trying to build this thing up, and they just so I I, I found out the problem. Like we're we, planning one of those yeah, this weekend, by the way. We uh we kind of ran through uh, the competition again this weekend, went four zero, and um, kind of found out the problem was when they put this thing together. They were talking to Arena and Sacred Hoops about them. Arena and Sioux City. Yeah, yeah, and so they were putting their third teams in so and osa is because um osa had etg and uh the adidas gold so technically we're like the third team um our elite one teams but the third team at osa is apparently a lot better than the third team (laughs) at arena and sacred hoops um just based on uh the results so we we're um we probably 
we're in a little. I mean, those other teams just can't really stack up with us. So it's kind of just a bad deal. It's the first year. They're trying to build it up. They're figuring some things out. And we just happen to come through it uh, our, uh, during the kids' 17U summer. So, But um, took care of business. Um, went 4-0. And um, had, again, Evan Warner uh, for my team. He uh, has been on fire recently. Um, and he had another great weekend. Um, kind of led the way for us at two games with 21 points. One of them, he did it with, uh, with seven threes and the other, he did it, um, six and seven inside the arc and then a few threes. So, um, he's a six, three guard from Elkhorn South, um, averaged 14 points on the weekend shot 14 to 26 from three. It's pretty good. Um, uh, is that good? Yeah. I'm curious. I'm just trying to do the, the percentages in my head. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Uh, his his last eight games from three, six of nine, five of 11, four of eight, three of five, seven of 11, three of seven, one of two, and three of six. Shooting 38% on seven attempts uh, overall this year. So um, he, he's, he's just been awesome recently. Um, glad to have him, a newcomer to our team. Here's uh, the deal. I've known him since he's been in middle yeah. school, right? And we've played against him. Played with him. When he's freed up, yeah. right, not overthinking it, just take it as it comes, he's got a nice natural stroke. Yeah. He's, oh, got, yeah. he's got good rhythm to his game. Um, and he's never really had to be the focal point either. So sometimes I think when, when he, like, gets that role where he gets just, just gets to go out and yeah. get buckets and be free of immediate consequences, he, he – he can put the biscuit in the basket. He he can score the basketball. Yeah, and our guys are good at getting him the ball in his spots. We're really good in transition. Gets a bunch of transition threes. Uh, he's got deep range, so a lot of times we play teams that don't realize, like, oh, you have to go out and guard him there, so he gets good looks that way. Um, so he had a great weekend. Caden Stone, Elkhorn South, uh, he, he was he played so hard this weekend, just crashing the offensive glass. Um, I think those two are going to take a big step up and be kind of key pieces for the Storm next season. Um, Curious. Let me stop you right there before we get off of the storm because high school basketball is going to start here in uh, the next month. And it's early, but I'm going to ask you because you, like me, see a lot of things before they actually come to fruition because we've watched it since kiddos have been young. On May 18th, would you put Elkhorn South on an under-the-radar type of watch look for the upcoming season? Hmm. I don't know. Under, I think they're definitely one to watch because you've got the, the coaching change, and you can see how much does uh, Jay Diz and Brendan kind of they stick have the same some thing. pieces. What do they change? They've got um, Alec Noonan and Jackson Morris-Swan as starters coming back. Um, I, I think – uh, Evan and Caden will, will play bigger roles this year. Gavin Hornbacher, just ultimate glue guy, just toughness. Um, he's also on my team. Um, you got those three guys kind of stepping up, and then uh, they've got some others. They're still kind of figuring out who's going to fill some spots there. So um, I, I think they're definitely a team that will be able to compete, and we'll just have to see kind of what what changes JJ makes, kind of how, how does he want to play. Um, I know they're not – uh, JJ was on that staff. They're not going to like completely overhaul everything, but it'll be interesting to see kind of with him calling the shots, what, what tweaks does he make? What things does he emphasize? Um, and what positions does he put these guys in? So, um, that's, that's definitely one. I, I don't know where, um, they're going to factor in, but I think that's one that I'm going to keep an eye on. Because I, I really always, interesting. I always like to watch kind of these things. Cause you know, we work, f- we try to work from ahead and, 
you know, whether it was Lincoln Northeast or Southeast, sometimes we'll have seen things for so long. South, two years ago, where I felt like we were a little ahead of the game, just because you understand the younger, the youth circuit, you're in almost a, every gym every other weekend. <laughs> so I feel like I'm talking to somebody that, like, gets it, right? You've watched some of these young guys for a long time, so I'd like to try to see if I can give you the opportunity, because a lot of times you'll be out ahead. Right, because you have a little bit of an unfair advantage. Some people don't invest really in seventh and eighth grader youth hoops, but you've seen it from a long ways out, and then you're in it once it gets to the high school level. So I just kind of like to see how you think. Yeah, and and that's the advantage of covering summer ball is because you do get to see kids at their own age level, and you see like, okay, this is this eventually when he kind of when it's his turn, he's going to be an impact player for this team. Uh, and you can kind of see those guys coming up. Not everybody is uh, a dude right away as, as a freshman, but you can see a guy that's having a really great summer that can kind of translate into a great year. Like David Harmon is an example of that, where he, I mean, barely played for Miller North his first three years. And I saw 16 new summer and then 17 summer, just how much better he had gotten the way that he was playing. And it turned into... Um, what we saw this past year where it led him to a state championship along with Jason Green. So um, that that definitely does kind of make things a little bit easier to kind of see what's coming down the line. And I, I think probably in the next week or two, we can kind of start. We got the summer leagues and stuff starting up. Kids are coming, they're going back to their high school programs for June. We can start looking ahead a little bit at who's coming back and who uh, I think the are going to have a chance to, to make a run next year. Haven't quite jumped into that totally yet. It's just kind of um, uh, just based on like, oh, the guys that you're coming back for sure haven't filled out the whole rosters and everything. Obviously, we had some transfers that, that changed some things, but I think we can start looking into that here um, coming up here pretty soon as we head into June. So you're kind of navigating your schedule. You're watching what's going on. You get a June stretch, and we're going to get to what happens post-June, and we're actually going to adjust like we try to do every year, right? We know that 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 high school basketball will be going on Mondays and Tuesdays. Tuesdays, everything should be done for sure. So we'll move our schedule back. To- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. 
That's all one word, Broomgate. To Wednesday's full yeah. time, which we've done before in the summer, so that won't be new. We just want to make sure that uh, you podcasters will understand that. Do you have some takeaways from this weekend where you're thinking to yourself, okay, I think this is kind of portable to what I think I'm going to see, and you can separate it from, ah, this is just summer basketball, even though it's not really summer yeah. yet. Yeah, this weekend wasn't a great um, chance to, to learn anything meaningful. Like I said, it wasn't great competition in Omaha. Um, I saw um, OSA Benedetto's team went 4-0. and OSA Travis's team went 4-0. Um, OSA Beck's 16s went 3-1 and with their only loss to OSA Travis, and Travis avenged that loss from Sioux City. Um, I did see OSA Beck's 15s. Uh, probably the highlight of the weekend was a game-winning three-pointer from Trey Ibarra in, in overtime at the buzzer. Um, that was pretty darn uh, cool seeing them come back and win that thing. Um, it was a great play by him and a uh, great action from the team to, to get him the look. Um, so I think a couple guys I saw, uh, Anthony Simon playing for Hoffman's Hoops Academy, Red. Um, kid, I really he, liked him. He, <laughs> I like Hoffman Hoops. I, yeah. that's, a, that's kind of a shameless plug that I get. I just, I just enjoy kind of how they go about their business. And it's, it's great having outlets like that for kids that aren't necessarily um, going out to play on a circuit, traveling a ton, um, but they are players that are looking for somewhere to play uh, and uh, for a program that will develop. And we know that's kind of where Brian, uh, that's kind of where he makes uh, where his bread and butter is, is helping players get better. And then the, the, the teams are kind of secondary to that. Um, Isaiah Curie from Gretna had, had a good weekend, shot the ball really well for them as well. Um, as, got to see uh, the West, which is a collection of Western Nebraska kids this weekend. We played against them in our first game. And uh, Jaron Gager from Ogallala had a handful of other Ogallala kids. Uh, Kellen Harris from Scotts Bluff. Um, and Carter Nelson from Ainsworth played up with them. Boy, that dude can jump. Yeah. <laughs> I think he had two or three dunks against yeah. us. <laughs> Springy. Yeah. Um, but Gager's really shifty guard, uh, can create off the bounce, um, good shooters. So um, it, it was good seeing them because you just don't get many chances to see uh, from kids from out that way. Um, they, they went two and two. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the roundup from Omaha. I, I didn't get a chance to get down to Lincoln uh, for the the next pro um, thing down there with the Nebraska Supreme and Lincoln Supreme teams. I didn't love the caliber of competition, but yeah, I do like efficiency. Well, and they had run GMC's teams come up. They uh, Buddy Buckets um, that has been kind of part of the the circuit for them throughout. Um, so that those are kind of the, an organization the that there. I know all too well. <laughs> Um, but I, I didn't get down there because I ended up going over to Elkhorn South to cover the Nebraska Hoops Mania that uh, Elliot Brown hosted with his uh, um, fellow football players and with Teddy Prohaska coaching the team. Yeah, uh, th- they need to stick to football. Um, that's- <laughs> Here's the purest. There's all right. See the whole nice guy Jacob. But oh, Jacob is so nice, and he does. Listen, when it comes to hoop, yeah. don't bastardize his sport. Okay, don't bastardize JP's sport. So, I, I was Darius Moore, um, walk on from uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Iowa Western. He uh, he's actually a bit of a hooper. I looked. He's averaged twenty a game in high school. And hey, is there is Teddy Prohaska the biggest? human being you've seen in person <laughs> he's definitely up there um I, I don't what like what's the comp uh Dwayne Johnson uh from a couple years back is 
similarly sized. Yeah, I uh, mean, you're six, talking 6'9", 320, yeah. 5. He's looking good. He's feeling good. He started running um, a week or two ago, um, starting to work his way back. So it was good to see him. He was uh, he was coaching the team, went 0-3 against uh, Special uh, Olympics of Nebraska against a collection of All-Stars, which is basically just teachers and people from the Elkhorn community. Did they go 3-0? Uh, no, they went 0-3. Um, well, then, I, I, I knew, well, so I told him he, they were on the show and I said, you're for sure going Owen two. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the third game. Yeah. And that ended up being, so Jackson Moore Swan, their starting point guard who's only a junior chase Anderson, who's a senior this year. Um, and well, Scratis, who is their quarterback. <laughs> um, I actually like Scratis cause he competes. Yeah. He's a, I mean, we're getting into another affinity of mine, but Stratus competes. Younger brother's more of the hooper in the family, I believe. But um, And then uh, Lexi Knott from Elkhorn. She was the one girl that was playing with them. And Dane Peterson from Elkhorn. Uh, and he certainly caught the attention of some of the, the players I talked to afterward. Uh, he... <laughs> Uh, Kevin Williams Jr. Um, yeah, he uh, had a nice move of bringing up in transition, attacking the basket, and Dane just came in and swatted so, yeah, that thing out the half court. And then he also had a like uh, I think it was three sixty or something, uh, kind of a breakaway that ended up being the game winner because uh, they um, more tried to take a three uh, and didn't go down at the end, so they ended up losing by two in that one. So it was competitive, but. Uh, uh, Chase Anderson got hot in the second half. They're actually winning early on, and then hit like three threes in a row, uh, and that gave them the lead. So, yeah, um, that's that's your. Uh, I, I think Phelan Sanford is definitely an athlete. Uh, hey, you know he, what? He was he's, a hooper back in Dundee uh, County Stratton. Can I? I'm just, I'm going to say this, and I'm yeah. going to move. I'm going to leave it right here. Yeah. He's top ten or twelve athletes on that team. He he can run. He can jump. He's got uh, good change of direction. Boom. He's he's bouncy. He's got good strength. Yeah. Like if they did old school performance index tests. Phelan Sanford's well, going to rank right up there. And he did it last year yeah. when they didn't put out those results. He was on the one that kept popping up, and he, he showed in there, had a huge breakaway, just two feet, two hand, kind of uh, tomahawk the dunk there um, in transition. You could see that uh, he hadn't touched a basketball since high school. Uh, the, the, the skills were a little uh, little rough there, but he'd do, it's a dude that averaged 21 a game back in high school. And, yeah. uh, so uh, Darius Moore, like I mentioned. Kevin Williams, actually, he had a nice little stretch there. He's kind of cooking a little bit, showing nimble feet, uh, spin move, um, n- nice little buckets in the paint. Just uh, needs to, to cut out the jumpers, uh, like basically everybody in, in that gym. So. There you go. There's your scouting report from the uh, the, the <laughs> Nebraska Hoops Mania. Just kind of sidebar there. Um, so but, as we as we kind of we we not wrap up the Lincoln, but listen, Supreme was in Lincoln this week, and they're coming off a good week. And in KC, I think relatively speaking, a little bit of a shaky start for them in terms of win loss record. We've kind of tried to, and we're just focusing on them. You know, ETG wasn't playing. Um, it was kind of a weekend off for some teams. They're still continuing to get reps in. Is there anybody from the 15s, 16s, or 17s where you're kind of looking and thinking to yourself, okay, this is portable to how I think they're really going to play? I know you were impressed a week ago with Pekorski's game yeah. in KC where he was 8 of 10. Uh, which you'll always take. Is, is, is there? What do you think is portable? Yeah, the, from the, this team, the six teams are probably the most impressive team, and they're the one that they went five and zero down there, and they did it with seven guys all weekend. 
uh, and didn't have either of their big guys. Tyron Wright from Iowa and Jacob uh, Arope didn't play either. Um, so you had guys stepping up. Will Cooper had a really good weekend. He, finally, he got he got going there. He had 17 threes, I believe, uh, in uh, the whole weekend, I heard. Um, had, uh, what was it? He had seven. I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a Coop guy. He, he played with us last year. Caleb played with him in middle school. Um, you know, Todd's a fantastic guy, or his dad. I'm I'm a Coop guy, and and here's the thing, Coop Will Cooper reminds me a lot of Jaden Jackson. Stay with me here, a guy that has more attributes and more of a skill set to bring to the game than being just a shooter. Yeah. He's very capable. I've seen him be good in the post. I know he can defend. He can put it on the floor if he if he's asked to. Coop's got game. He's a guy that I've got in the kind of the back of my head. I'll I'll be curious to see what happens at the end of 2024 when we look at this recruiting cycle. Yeah. Now, he's going to have to get a little help, right? Yeah. I think Millet South, I think, got a long way to go in terms of their end-season yeah. performance. Coop's the guy that can play. Yeah. And he at 25 with seven threes in the championship game uh, over Buddy Buckets, Oklahoma. So uh, good weekend overall for them. And again, I, I think Cooper's a guy that has kind of, he was new to that team. I think got off to a bit of a slow start, but he's kind of settled in recently and started uh, kind of doing what he does. And that's big for them. And you, you mentioned he's going to have to play a huge role for, for Millard South this year. They've got Lance Rucker coming back, obviously Austin Trotter and the other starter coming back. Um and then he, he's the other one. So those three are going to have to be the core of that team and um, see who other guys can, can step in there. I think Ben Boudreau uh, is moving over there from playing the Vista to uh, provide some help in the backcourt. But, um, yeah, it's... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. It was good to see kind of Cooper get going. I think Marcus Glock uh, played a little bit better was, this It's weekend. good to see him bounce yeah. back, man. Yeah. I was a little disturbed about KC. But again, full disclosure, I'm emotionally invested. Yeah. I'm a Marcus Glock guy, <laughs> so sometimes I have to I have to pull my um, um, my personal feelings about I 
I, I'm just trying to understand the rotation and how guys play and what works. And if you only see one weekend, it may not be indicative, but uh, I'm a, I'm a Glock guy. Yeah, and he's another one that kind of came up and went over there and is new to that team, kind of learning how to play with those other guys, finding his spot, and ha- had a good weekend. Obviously, can shoot the ball, and it's kind of figuring out how to attack um, the athleticism and size and uh, of that uh, the kind of that level of competition here as we move on. So, good weekend for them. Again, battling with seven, winning five games, that's no small feat um, in a weekend like this. So, credit to them. Uh, both the 17s and the 15s went three and one and lost to Buddy Buckets, Oklahoma in the championship. That's a rematch for the 17s. They, they beat them the, the first weekend, I believe, in, in the championship game. This time uh, they fell by 10. Um, and Tate Oddvody had 27 points in that game in defeat. Um, and Chase Henderson had 17. Um, so <laughs> good for Tate. He, obviously, they, they really missed him last weekend in OKC, or in uh, KC, rather. Um, and he, he makes a huge difference on that team. He's a guy that you can rely on to knock down shots. He's uh, a good cutter. Uh, will crash the glass. So big part of that team, um, and th- they needed him. And so it was good, good to see him uh, get back there. And um, the that, that was kind of the the highlights of the Supreme Sixteens. Went three and one. Um, lost. Uh, talking about the the Lincoln Supreme, so just Supreme here. Um, that's with uh, Dane Jacobson and um, those guys. They, uh, went three and one, lost in the championship uh, of theirs. Um, Supreme Thavenet went three and one. Supreme Harms went two and two. Um, and that was actually the powerhouse uh, hoops. Unite Nebraska United um, knocked them off. Um, that, that was uh, team. That's, that's a good win. Yeah, with that, uh, that's a good win. Yeah, I, I saw that. Was I was like, oh, okay. Um, that was that's uh, Christian Win from Lincoln Northeast. Victor Kachaluski from Lincoln Parkview. That's a good win. Um, those are kind of the the key guys on, on that team. So, um, yeah, overall, um, that those kind of the results down Lincoln again. I didn't didn't get a chance to go see them play, but just kind of following along, talking to people, and seeing the results from that. That's kind of w- what happened down there. Hey, so. Before we get out of here, let's talk about kind of transitioning uh, and what we think that we're going to see in June, which is a vastly different month. It, it is summer basketball starts at the high school level, which is a bit of a transition from what we've been seeing with AAU. Obviously, football, uh, it's a big month for camps, and folks will be traveling too. So you won't see everything that you're going to see, but you do try to get a good idea. We always talk about transitioning between summer, high school, and then you're going to get another live period in July where I think the rosters will be set in July for everybody to kind of make that one last recruiting push. Yeah, and that's you mentioned it's not, not going to have everybody in, in June, but what that does give teams a chance to see, like, what are some of maybe the second or third guys um, or you guys step up in the hierarchy and see what are they capable of. That way you kind of have a better feel for who can do what once you get everybody back and like, all right, we can use him in this role, um, whereas maybe he hadn't played it yet because of other guys kind of blocking the way for him. So it's a chance for kids to really kind of show their coaches what they're capable of. Um, there's not, not a whole lot, like you, you kind of do your basic uh, scheme or whatever, but there's not a, you're not running a whole lot of sets. There's not a lot of coaching. It's basically just go out, play the way that we want you to play and show us what you got. So um, that's kind of always fun to seeing guys step up and emerge and um, kind of build the groundwork for playing time and roles come the fall. So we, 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 
kind of talked loosely. Um, we talked about folks on the move. We mainly talked Metro. We talked about Hilkman and Lincoln. Let me go to Lincoln real quick before we get ready to get out of here. Were there any other moves that you thought, A, recruiting your own guys, keeping guys in your own building, guys that were going to go, that didn't go, guys that did move, that, hey, they have your radar. Let's start in Lincoln before as we get ready to talk high school basketball in June. How were you kind of slotting the schools, and you can relate it to movement? Yeah, and uh, you mentioned uh, like coaches convincing kids to stay. Um, it sounded like there was going to be a lot of movement from Lincoln North Star. Obviously, coaching changed there. Took a while for them to kind of figure out who was going to take over. But um, from what I heard, those guys, for the most part, Brendan Clemens and Antela Samlinel, KG Gawish, uh, they decide to stay, and they're going to run it back again next year. So, um, I, I I think Lincoln Boy, Southwest. Can you imagine if yeah. they get the good backcourt play? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Lincoln Southwest uh, has a lot coming back. We'll see if guys are ready again, like a guy like Lucas Helms. Is he ready to step up and replace some of what uh, Ben Hunziker lost? Um, will Ryland Smith be, be able Ryland to take a Smith step having forward? A, a pretty okay. It's he's having a pretty good summer session so yeah. far. And uh, certain sophomore coming back. It sounds like now uh, for Southwest. Um, that's what we hear. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we hear. I mean, that's yeah. It's pretty good if he stays put. Yeah. So Southwest will probably be in the mix again. We, we talked about Lincoln Southeast, kind of the experience again last year, adding a guy like um, Hilkman to a Tamor, a, a Wade Voss, two guys that I've really liked what I've seen. BJ uh, Brad Summer, be, uh, yeah, one of those young guys, Marty Shoemaker. Um, they got a lot of guys there that, that gained experience last year and that will, will play key roles this year. So I think they've got a chance to take a step forward this year. Um, from where they were last year and kind of be in that mix. Um, we'll see kind of Lincoln Northeast has to re- replace um, some key seniors, but they've got a good core coming back as well. Um, if the, if So Northeast is interesting. If I, I think for them to take the next step, they, have, they had a ton of fives and sixes, yeah. six and a half sevens. They've got to find the person that can be an 8 or a 9 or a 9 or a 10 on any given night. That's the next phase for a team that has pretty good depth. And I think Wynn is the most likely candidate for that. He's got to just be more consistent. He's a bit streaky right now. He had a really good junior season, um, kind of a breakout year compared to even what I saw from him in in June. I was like, okay, this kid's kind of interesting, but he wasn't necessarily tearing it up and um, kind of showing what he did during the high school season. So uh, 6'5", the ability to shoot the ball long. he, he's, he's a kid that uh, I think has good upside. And so I think he's the guy that's got to step up, especially with Xander Beard gone. Somebody's got to be kind of that go-to guy that, that scores Basil. in key moments. Yeah. Um, if, if he can make a leap, he's so good defensively. Uh, if he can make a leap offensively, um, that, that would go a long way as well for that team. Jalen Lang is solid at the point coming back. Um, so th- they've got some pieces for sure. And we'll, we'll see kind of if, if they can s- score enough, if those guys can step forward and, and fill those roles next year. They'll, right, let, let's, let's, let's go to the Metro, right, where um, I think it will be interesting. At, you know, Bellevue West adds Isaiah McMorris. Um, Central will look vastly different than they did a year ago. South will look vastly different than they did a year ago. Westside adds... Tommy Alsup, we'll see what happens there. Um, when you're talking about moving and shaking and what's going on with Miller North, a few key departures, a couple of good 
traditions? Is is there somebody or somebody's that you'll be focusing on when you're taking a look at, hey, this is what's going on with all the movement in basketball? Yeah, Miller North is probably the number one there because obviously you've got the coaching change. You've got, I mean, the pieces they lost, like David Harmon and Jason Green. It's a big <laughs> deal. And, and they had, I mean, uh, veterans outside of them as well. You've got Neil Mosser and Elijah Geth coming back. Jackson uh, leaves. Uh, yeah, so you like those pieces coming back. They added some guys from various places. How will all these newcomers come together? How will these these young guys kind of step up into larger roles? That's a team that I think you just look at the talent, the names, and they've got the ability to, to be in that top five range. Um, but do they have the experience? Are these guys ready for those roles? And how will they come together and mesh as a team with all the newcomers? So, And they've got some young guys that will step up. A guy like Derek Rollins um, playing for Supreme 15s this year, I think, will, will play a role for them next year. Um, they, they've got Paxson Piotkowski's moving over there. They've got uh, Caleb Steele um, joining them as well um, to provide some size to go with the, those guards in the backcourt. So um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they come together and um, how – Coach Etzemel or wants them to play this year with a dramatically different roster. Who, who do you think takes the furthest step back? I think the easy answer is Omaha South on paper, but I don't know how it translates into wins and losses because I, I think some people felt like they overachieved or underachieved a little last year. Like, who stands the most to gain versus the most to lose early on, in your opinion? I'm not even sure who's going to be playing for South. So um, that, that that could be the answer. But like you said, they didn't they didn't win a ton um, last year as it was. Um, I think we'll see Lincoln Pius in the tenth. Um, obviously, not a Metro team, but that's a team that was right there that lost quite a bit. But yeah. they've got um, some guys coming back: Trayson Anderson, uh, Jackson Kessler. Uh, it's kind of the key guys coming back there. Do they have enough around them to, to kind of stay in that mix? Uh, we'll see. Um, that's Creighton Prep. You can always assume that they're going to be able to, to, to roll some guys out there and um, figure something out. They've got a couple of starters coming back. Um, so I think we'll, we'll see. I think we can get into this a little bit more once we kind of get a, a better look at the rosters and figure it out. But um, just some Thoughts off the top of my head. I think before we get out of here, probably mention uh, Baylor Shireman, uh, Aurora, yeah. was out in Chicago this week competing in the G League Elite Camp. Um, I, I watched both his games, kind of get, had a rough run the first day, wasn't really involved that much, mostly just kind of standing in the corner, spotting up, uh, didn't hit a shot, didn't take a shot till the second half. Uh, yesterday, he played much better, showed off what he was capable of, three threes, uh, including a tough one on the move. Uh, some, he rebounded really well. Uh, really nice transition pass. Um, he was not one of the seven Did players an invite. Yeah, that got a call up to the combine, which started today. Um, so that pushed the number to 83 total players uh, planning to attend the combine. Um, but I have heard that he's done well with his individual workouts, and teams do like him. So we'll see kind of what other uh, workouts he may have scheduled here before the deadline to. Um, make your decision in terms of staying in the draft or going. But I think Baylor's helped himself during the, the workout process. I don't know that the, the G League camp um, did much one way or the other. I yeah, and, and I would agree, and I'll add to that. Uh, if you're a Creighton fan, don't, um, don't be in a panic. I think everybody was pretty forthright and honest about the expectation levels, both the Sherman's camp, Coach Mack, and that staff. I think they're, they're fully prepared either way if he's – it's yeah. a clash moment. Should he stay or should he go? 
Yeah, Creighton is fully prepared, so I think you're in good hands there. Another week of Nebraska Preps post game. We'll be back next week. That's my favorite, Jacob Padilla. But remember, we're going Wednesdays now just so we can get acclimated to the high school scene once June starts, all right? Don't you dare miss it. It's Nebraska Preps post game. A Huda Media Production.